Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's BudPod 180. 180, the new Iron Lady. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Today... Today, well, when this comes out, yesterday, <clears throat> the Queen crowned a new Queen of England. Yes. Uh, Liz Truss. We have a, a new Prime Minister at last. Thank goodness. There was a moment there when we had the same Prime Minister for more than three months, and I thought, hey, come on now, let's change this up. This isn't how we conduct this country these days. It got boring. Yeah. It got boring. Um, now we want a whole new flavor of hijinks and mistakes. Let's swap out lazy and have crazy. <laughs> Let's swap out lazy for crazy. From crazy to lazy. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Liz Truss is, yeah, they've just gone. What if the prime minister was um, not lazy but um, and sort of uh, 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 a liar, but instead we- weird. <laughs> really really weird truly truly the strangest politician in the country i can't believe i i, I told you that when i i saw her do i saw her speak at hay um one of the hay festivals years ago she was oh, in the yeah. tent before me much smaller crowd and she was just so rude she was such a prick to everyone yeah. who asked a question I was like, this is incredible. This is kind of intoxicating, actually. This is apparently... I was like, she's never going to get ahead. But now she's the Prime Minister. It's apparently... Sorry, Prime Ministress. Prime Ministress. Prime Minister. Um, (laughs) It's apparently her leadership style. Rory Stewart worked under her and was talking about how she likes to just sort of generally belittle people and be quite rude and um, (laughs) interrupts people in meetings to ask them uh, mental arithmetic questions. What, what random random ones? Yeah, just like quick seventeen times twenty one, like that's <laughs> really. Yeah, that's what Rory Stewart was saying. It's it's very funny, and he was he was being quite cheeky about it. He was saying he because Liz Truss's dad is a, some emeritus professor of mathematics, so he was like, "Oh, it's clearly some childhood trauma she's reenacting on other people." <laughs> Quick, Sajid. Uh, th- 13 times 24. Or, or daddy won't give you tea. Daddy won't give you cake and tea. We've got fucking Miss Trunchbull as the Prime Minister. Quick, yeah. you worms. Do your times tables. <laughs> she does seem absolutely crackers. I can't believe the cheese lady's Prime Minister. The, the cheese and pork markets lady. Uh, the cheese and pork woman is the PM... <laughs> PM for pork markets. I mean, uh, she seems like um, she's her, she her facial expression is like the, constantly the facial expression of someone who's been th- like who's just walked into a, uh, an intervention that they th- assumed was a birthday party. <laughs> what well, an intervention for them! Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like slightly wide yeah. eyes, fixed grin, sort of, oh, and you're all here. But 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 also a very clear disappointment in the situation and an yeah. eagerness to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not enjoying it. Um, not every enjoying interview it. she can, every interview she conducts is like the interviewer has just interrupted her lunch. <laughs> she's got a face like she's just had a lunch interrupted. Yeah, she was about to take a sort of a cartoon bite of a, a sandwich, and then someone went, "Oh, what are we going to do about the energy crisis?" Like right as she was about to take a bite, like. <sighs> A cartoon sandwich like a whole fish in it. I remember cartoons would have <laughs> sandwiches with a whole fish in them. I'm like, can you eat a whole fish in a sandwich? Is that a standard sandwich? Imagine the risks. Oh my god! Just straight into the head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, as a kid, I always like a resented steamed, a steamed fish. Just a whole steamed fish. <laughs> Between two slices of sourdough and just just falling everywhere, it's wet. Just well, bones, man, the bones. Right through the bones. Yeah. I um, as a kid, I always resented the fact that things that was a that were just very easily eaten as meat in cartoons were not in real life. Like uh, like fish. Yes, like a chick or, or like a drumstick. Yes, that was just pure. Maybe we've spoken about this on this podcast, actually. But the frustration of having your first drumstick and it isn't just a perfect sphere of meat at the end of a... Like a lollipop. Yeah, like a stick bone. And mm. you sort of go, well, no, I want it to like, tear shreds off it, but I want it to be all the way through like a kebab rotating thing. <laughs> That's what I thought this was. And they go, no, there's kind of like flaps and layers and a bit of gristle. <laughs> Some tendons and and there's this one there's kind uh, of one lump that you sort of eat, and that's nice. But then it's it's the rest of it is there's a bit where you have to fight with a weird mini bone. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, there's like a little trap bone here. Yeah, like there's a booby trap bone that will try and poke <laughs> you in the mouth. Yeah, and fish are the same. Where you just go, I want to eat fish like a bear, and they go, No, there's like a trillion tiny bones that any one of which could kill you. Apparently. I want to eat a fish like Gollum. Yeah. Just pluck it out of the water, just squeak right and squelch right into it. Like a bear in a stream, like Gollum, just like bite its muscly back. <laughs> where all the oh, yeah, he sort of splits it in two, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he just bites it on the back yeah, yeah. where it's like he's not eating the guts, he's eating the kind of top bit of the fish. Yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's the dream. A fish. Now on the Gollum diet, he's got abs. <laughs> He's got abs, to Gollum. Dude, look, if you crawl everywhere, you're going to get abs, my friend. That's a lot of core work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the harder uh, um, core exercises. It's, that, it's called, like, the Spider-Man or something. That's a side crawl or the yeah. crab crawl thing. It's hard. It really he's, gets your, your abs going. Oh, man. He's going to be so flexible from, like, he's always crouching, you know, his his, his joints. Yeah. He's, that's why whenever people are like, uh, God, isn't it crazy how strong like chimps and, and apes are and stuff? And it's like, well, no. I mean, if you walked on, like half the time on your hands and shoulders, like you'd have fucking incred- <laughs> incredibly strong arms. <laughs> yeah, next, time, next time someone says to you, God, chimps are so strong, you know, I dare you to go, Gollum stronger, like that. <laughs> what, and like half get out <laughs> like, my seat? Uh, like really, 
yeah 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 like it's really like you've been waiting for this moment and like it's really important yeah like, call them stronger like that and you're really like serious about it i'm half getting up out of my chair and i've got one finger raised <laughs> uh call them stronger <laughs> What? Gollum. Gollum. Gollum stronger. Gollum? Smeagol? From, from you know him? Lord of the Rings? He's stronger because he, he's always crawling. <laughs> <laughs> and as, as I say... You the, weren't even part of the conversation. No, no, no. It's, in it, the separate conversation. It's some young guys on the train. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm on the aisle across from him. <laughs> <laughs> as I... <laughs> As I say the phrase, it's because he's always crawling. I'm not even looking at them anymore. I'm already sitting back down, looking at the paper. <laughs> <laughs> so as as you're as you're sort of flicking the paper back open, you just sort of go because he's always crawling. Because he's always because he's always crawling. <laughs> and then one of them goes, "What?" And I go, "Huh." <laughs> He goes, what did you say? Because he's always crawling. And, and then I shrug like, mm. Why is that so funny? This is, it's like a sketch from I think you should leave. <laughs> yeah, it really is, yeah. Like he's yeah. He, he, why is he annoyed that people don't know this? And he's he's like yeah. Then also like I'm so keen to intervene, but the conversation is so over for me that I'm not even looking at them as I deliver the line because he's always crawling. I'm already kind of talking to myself now. I think it's so obvious. <laughs> Got him stronger. <laughs> what what? Got him stronger. As I sit down, she's always crawling. <laughs> More to myself than anyone else. Because they've, they've, they've got to know that. Because they know. Yeah, yeah, they know. Once, yeah, you're confident that once you've pointed this out to them, they can figure it out on them on their own why why he would be stronger. Yeah. I, like if, if anything, I feel like I'm just pointing out something that they already know, but they've just forgotten. Yeah. I'm yeah. expecting them to go, oh, of course, of course, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got him stronger got him stronger <laughs> single finger raised uh, half out of the chair still semi seated <laughs> um, oh that got me yeah <laughs> got um, you good um, got uh, good. speaking of being got good um, I had a lovely time last night Phil recording my episode of Rahalastapur Oh yes, I can't wait to hear it. When does it come out? The I Richard Herring Leicester Square Podcast. Believe it comes out in a few weeks, three weeks. Were there pod buds in the house? There were. There were pod buds. They were. We were outnumbered by the um, excuse me, Herring fans. Ah, by, by the Herring fleet. Oh, did you get a? Did you get a cheer going? Did you get a comparative cheer? I started a bloody uh, brawl. Um, oh great yeah nice. yeah yeah everyone brought shivs like I asked which is good um, but still that was oh, tough good. it was it was tough yeah. no it was really good there, there was um, I don't know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guesstimate uh, maybe 10 10 pod buds 
Ten I pod buds. I think so. It was, they were all quite near the front, so it was hard to tell. Judging by the sound, the level of sound of the Koji, it was quite a small crowd because I'm not a famous man, Philip. Um, and it's a cost of living crisis we've all got to. Uh, cost of living crisis. Navigate. People can't afford luxury entertainments mm. as easily. Everything's going into the big toilet where the crazy pork woman is going to uh, fish it out and <laughs> tell us it's still delicious. <laughs> <laughs> has she got a lisp in my head she's kind of she's got something a bit weird with her voice isn't she a lisp yeah she um yeah, she's got she's one of those people who sounds like she has a, a thick tongue not necessarily a lisp but yeah it's just some it's just sometimes it's just sometimes it's, it gets in the way like it's just that. that sometimes she sort of talks it's it is ridiculous it's a sort of weird like <laughs> yeah ridiculous. yeah like there's something a bit weird going on there or like just just been to the dentist <laughs> yeah very strange voice uh very sh- a strange voice for a strange a strange woman um mm-hmm. I, I was reading her wikipedia you know, she, yeah? yeah yeah oh well she, she used to be she was a lib dem as a student i think changed at uh, uni to to become a tory but she she was like a, an anti-royalist um no, in she, it, she wanted it's even later than that she she was president of oxford lib dems and only changed in like 96 to the tories or 90 mid 90s Oh, right. Yeah. I was reading her Wikipedia, and she had a big sexy affair with another MP and and destroyed his marriage. Yeah, destroyed his marriage, but her own marriage survives to this day, at least in theory. Oh, wow. When was the affair? When was the affair? When was the truss affair? Uh, It was. The truss-trist. Around 2007, I think. Oh, yeah. Pre-financial crash. 2007. Um,. It was with the MP who was like her sort of like uh, her um, sort of political tutor, like. Oh yeah, her her sensei, her um, her senpai, her, her senpai. Yeah. Um. So his marriage did not survive that; hers did. But isn't it nice that we've replaced one massive shagger with another massive shagger? Yeah, we're sort of we're st- but not quite as massive, but still a shagger. We have to sort of step ourselves slowly off. We can't go straight from massive shagger to to Girl Scout, but no. we need massive shagger down to mere adulterer. Yeah, and then <laughs> as far as we know, and then and then next, as far as we know, um, allegedly, and then next prime minister will be a real stick in the mud, ideally. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully it'll be Captain Rules himself, Mister Keir Starmer. That's my—he's my guy so far, at least. I mean, Captain Rules comes to save the day, but not in a reckless way. <laughs> Captain Rules. Yeah, it's he boring, a code. but it works. Mm. Oh, I'd love a bit of boring politics. Imagine a boring prime minister. I'm so excited for the very idea of someone who isn't extremely weird <laughs> America went too far went from uh, not boring enough, enough to act literally dead and that's too far <laughs> I think dead is Although he, too far old um, old sleepy grandpa Biden has been saying some pretty spicy stuff the last uh, few weeks I've been very pleased to see it what's he been saying he's been calling uh, the MAGA people basically fascists and saying they're gonna fucking kill you like to the public Like they, they're, they're ramping up the rhetoric like, <laughs> these people are insane like you know, 
Osgood, okay. They're, they're no longer okay. doing that thing where he's going like, oh, everyone's very nice if you just uh, get to know them. They're going a bit spicy. Okay, yeah. Old Grandpa Zombie's turning the heat up a little. <laughs> that's why um, that's why Pedo Hitler was trending. That's what the American Republican MAGA people decided he was called now. They decided Joe Biden is called Pedo Hitler. Yeah, because he did a speech where he was like, these guys seem crazy. Anyone else? Anyone else think these seem, these guys seem like semi-fascists? Although, don't, to you, doesn't Pedo Hitler sound like someone who really hates pedos and wants to kill them because yeah. imagine if like there was a guy who went around killing all the pedos then you could be you, you, people would say god i mean in the, in the pedo community he's like he's like pedo hitler that guy. <laughs> god. <laughs> maybe maybe take that out in the <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i was gonna say it sounded more like uh, the strictest pedophile Right, so like a grammar Nazi. Yeah, it's like he's trying to marshal right. all the pedophiles into some sort of uh, horrifying fascist unit. <laughs> like all the evil in one place. It would be very convenient if all the people we hated were, were pedophile Nazis. I mean, that would make life very easy. Mm. It'd be nice. Mm. Consolidate all of your your disagreements into one enormous... Nazi pedophile. You would make morality, which is otherwise quite a complex thing to navigate, quite simple, I suppose. Goodies and baddies, Phil. I once had a very tedious conversation with someone who um, insisted to my face that good and bad, uh, good and evil were tangible concepts that existed and could be sort of measured. Who said this? Who said this? <laughs> um, so some, right, someone said to you that but like, well, like they were quantifiable... Yeah, like like sep separate from their own like views and culture and stuff. Right. Like, okay. what, what's the word I'm trying to say here? Objective. Um, absolute. Absolute. They they right. were like objective absolutes that could exist externally to a moral system. It was very strange. Yeah. Because I was saying to them like, yeah, but if you were like an Aztec, then sacrificing uh, some slaves to try and get the harvest to work, like that's good. That's that's a morally good thing to do. You're trying to make sure everyone has food, and they go, no, but that's evil though. Because and it's like, what? no. <laughs> it was very very. Yeah. It was really really odd because this is a person old older than me uh, who is a grown up who ha who you know has a. <laughs> a job and a mind and has experienced life in the world and yeah you think he knows some history and has met people who think differently yeah they think that if swum through some shades of gray or but uh no they they said no 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 that's um that, that's bad and these things are good <laughs> and i said okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was so strange it was like uh it was like in Dragon Ball Z where they just block every every sort of punch and you just go, I can't, I can't. Like, like nothing gets through and you go, all right. You, you win, I guess, in a way. <laughs> in a way, I guess you win. When was the last time you had a pointless argument with someone who didn't want to hear it? Um, Probably a while ago. Yeah, probably. People usually always want to hear my arguments. Yeah. Because they're so good. <laughs> um, huh. Oh, I don't know, really. I, um, 
Mm-hmm. I've I had a I've I've had um, arguments about sort of communism and and capitalism and that kind of thing. But I think I've told that story on here before. Oh yes, been arguing with a guy who who literally said communism hasn't been tried yet. Oh, classic. I'm yes. a real communism. Yeah, and the old classic. And teams. you know, the, and and then and that uh, <laughs> that really amazing argument of like when you bring up how many millions of people have died because of communism people go well how many people have died from <clears throat> the um uh, environmental damage from capitalism and i was like what so russia and china don't have power stations <laughs> you know and uh, russia famously hated don't produce coal goods so the soviet union hated coal yeah. and steel <laughs> and you want to go well how good was chernobyl for for the environment <laughs> um yeah so the, the but the, but um but he I, did seem actually to give to have to give it some um some thought afterwards he did seem a little but you can i can never tell if you've gone through to someone or if they just want the argument to end yeah they can and, sense that it's not going well for them and they just think i need to i i they they don't actually care about what they've just said they just didn't think anyone would ever they they thought they were going to get a pat on the head minimum at most maybe some sexual favors from saying it yeah yeah whereas instead now they're, yeah. they're they're being schooled and it's happened to me once or twice but i would never ever recount those stories here obviously <laughs> i wouldn't even acknowledge that this actually happened and if you try yeah. and tell me they have i'll deny it i almost sometimes uh, you know what unfairly i almost have less respect for when you like people where you say like a really obvious counter argument and they go huh and you go Re- what really <laughs> well, you well you have less respect for people who are who take what you what you have to say on board and have an open mind. <laughs> Not an open mind so much as just like when it's a really obvious like counterpoint that you could have just imagined in your own head in the shower. Oh right, right, right. Is in like just like just sort of go, well, what if they're lying? And they go, oh yeah, and you go, really? That didn't occur to you at any point. <laughs> right, I see what you mean. That, that yeah. might not be the case, it's, you know. No, I know. Wow, like that—that that to me is someone who's just like they've said something. Someone's someone said something. They've heard it, and it's like they found a hat in the street and they've tried it on, and they like how it fits. It's just that that kind of shallow opinion harvesting that they don't actually—they have never really thought about it. They haven't sort of yeah grubbed through yeah, all the all the options. They've just gone. I like that. I'll say that. <laughs> I like that. Mm, I'll say that. <laughs> Which we've all done at some point in our lives, but it's important to admit oh, it. Oh, for sure. It's important to admit for it. For sure. Sometimes I'll very sort of boldly say, state a claim or opinion about something, and then someone will go, oh, how so? And then in that moment, I realize, oh, fuck, I haven't thought about this one yet. <laughs> because sometimes you pick up an opinion, just sort of you put it in the chamber, and you and you go, ah, oh, that one feels about right. And I'll do the background reading at some point. But then you're yeah. called upon to defend that opinion sooner than you had time to look it up. In the schedule, yeah. So then, yeah, so, so then you go, I actually believe this. And then people go, oh, but how, how come? And you go, ah, oh, crap, no, that wasn't. Sorry, I was only going to research. I was going to research that next weekend. Um, yeah. So if you come back and ask me then. You go, well, the book's, the book's on the bedside table, so I'll, I'll text you when I've... When I've justified this, but for now, that's the other. That's the other thing I do with um, opinions is, if if a book, if I've read a book that takes a side on on a subject, and the book is 
um, sufficiently long and required a sufficient commitment from me, it will become my opinion. Oh, I see. Even okay. if, because I think it's kind of like a sunk cost thing where I've gone, oh, I've spent all this time with this book and energy on it. I guess, I guess this is what I think now because if I don't, <laughs> then I've wasted all those hours reading this book. <laughs> yeah, well then what was it for if it's not what I think? Also, I guess it's also like, because I've read this one book, I now know this side of the argument better than any other side. Yeah, so it's a self And so it feels like prophecy. my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you go, well, this argument's got loads behind it because the book is in my head. Have you ever read something and you've gone, oh, very good, very interesting, but at the end you're just like, but nope, don't agree. <laughs> I have, yeah, I have. Um, mm. It's hard, though, because it... it it's better when you're reading something you don't agree with where the argument is still clever. But because yes. you can go, oh, that's clever. I disagree, but that's clever. I can see why. Oh, okay. But when you're reading something you disagree with and it's just like mad, like complete, like plucked from the air horseshit, then it's really hard to finish because you just go, well, no. And if you think that, yeah. then everything you're going to say based on that is also wrong because you're basing it on a fallacy. So why am I still reading this? And you just throw it in the bin. Mm, mm, mm. But then you feel like you need to finish it just so that when you do argue your side, you can say, well, I've read the, the opposite side. Yeah. I've read it. And it's mad. You say, I've read it. I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you can yell, <laughs> you can yell that across the living room. But um, no, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't see the... I, I was saying this. I used to I used to care uh, about um correcting stuff and now I just let it I just let it go. Mm. I just let and it fly. And is that because of is it like a life's too short kind of thing or uh you understand that you can't change people now? Um I I now I save it as uh, for someone where like I I'll I'll correct someone if I care how they come across so like a friend of mine say Right. So I wouldn't right. want to leave a friend of mine saying something that I know isn't true. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Out of concern for the, the the fact that, well, the fact that it's not true, but also for, like, it's embarrassing for them to be saying something that if I can just say, and then because they're my friend and they'll listen to me and it'll, it won't be as uh, awkward, right? Right. Whereas if an And it's embarrassing if, for you, potentially. It's embarrassing people for People know you they're potentially. your friend and yeah. people go, did you know... Pierre's friend sent this said this dumb thing, and then people go, oh, "That means Pierre is dumb." And you, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And, <laughs> that, that, that's the, and then that's the, the rumor, the murmurs will spread through the crowd, Phil. Yeah, oh, he's, he's done. He's been he's been dumb the whole time. <laughs> this brain comes right off as they kind of tear my brain out of my head. An angry yeah. mob. Um, yeah, I guess of the other extreme of that is like just someone at the bus stop who goes. You know, buses are made of cream, <laughs> and and you're like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. That's the other end, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You go, <laughs> or you, you just you just nod and smile inscrutably. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like um, uh, an acquaintance uh, tweeting a historical photograph that is with the wrong caption. Yes, yes, yeah. And you know them a bit. You don't know them that well. The error's not too bad. 
it's dumb, but mm. it's not your problem. And you just go, yeah, whatever, whatever. It would take too much energy from all of us to resolve this for literally zero gain. Yeah. There's zero gain in it. Yeah, well, I, well, well done. Well done, Pierre. I mean, even you just saying there's zero gain in it shows progress, I think. Well, it's just fatigue, I think. Like, I, I think I've just been ground oh, down by reality. Down. Yeah. I wish I wish I could that's tell you this life. was an decision. That's, yeah. all... <laughs> that's life. That's what all the people say. Oh, the ground life. Getting ground. <laughs> ground right down. That's so good. I don't care. Um, <clears throat> yeah, sure. Sure. Uh it's it's it started raining, Pierre. It's raining. Oh, it's lovely I and grey like... and wet. It's like that bit at the end of The Little Princess where she runs out and it's raining. Do you ever, ever watch The Little Princess? What is that? And she goes, Papa! Papa! <laughs> um, she, she's, she's in a horrible orphanage and her father's gone away to India. And um, she is um, uh, looked after by a horrible orphanage mistress. Oh. And, uh, but she knows all these sort of Indian folk tales and so she escapes into Indian folklore while she's trapped in this attic. Um, and the man moves in near down the street, and it's a father, but he's got amnesia from uh, the war, and uh, <laughs> and and he's like Papa, Papa, and the guy's like oh, I don't know who this little girl is, and she goes Papa, and then at the end it, 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 the rain comes raining down, and um, the Papa steps outside, and he's remembered, and there's the Papa, a mist, the and there's a mystical magical. A Sikh man who has like a music box and oh, a little no. monkey on it. I mean, they they couldn't do it now. Yeah. But there's but, but this this mystical, powerful, maybe God Sikh man <laughs> gives her a little nod, like a smiling nod, and <laughs> no. and the monkey sort of gives a little nod on the on shoulder. Yeah. No. And no. and then and the the papa is like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, Amy, and she goes, Papa. <laughs> Um, <laughs> only line in the movie is Papa. Papa. So, Papa. What is th- is this a cartoon? What is this? No, it's a live action film. Really? Um, the Papa is played by the guy who becomes. <laughs> I think it's the guy who's the. the Papa. Isn't he the captain in Titanic? The I Papa? don't know. I think he might be. <gasps> Papa. And so up. whenever rain. Whenever rain comes down, and I've been waiting for rain for a while, I think of the little princess, and I just go, "Papa!" I run out into this into the garden and look up at the sky. Is it is it called Papa? A little princess. The little princess. Are you sh- are you sure? Oh, I hope so. The it looks like it's a a little princess. Oh, sorry, it is a little princess. One of yeah, many. Liam Cunningham. Liam Cunningham. Liam Cunningham in a dual yeah, he's role. In a, he's mean? in Game of Thrones. He's <gasps> the, the Onion Knight. Onion Knight. Yes, Devil Seaworth. Oh, right. He's is he the Papa? He's the Papa. Oh, he got blown up and he had amnesia or something. I see. I see oh, I he's see. a captain in this. Liam Cunningham is always a captain. Yeah, he's, he's always a, a captain. A nice, a nice captain. A wealthy and honest aristocrat. Okay. <laughs> Ch- chill out, mate. It's so funny. The, uh, these old stories, it's so, you can tell they were, that uh, literature used to be so aristocratic because 
they aren't like the 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 evil um industrialist and the plucky young upside is like the evil industrialist and the kind industrialist <laughs> it's, it's all like a, it's all like um it's all they're all there was is the even good and evil all exist on the spectrum of of wealth still yeah it was, it's yeah it's like you say the evil industrial uh, the evil duke and the kind baron the nice <laughs> little baron yeah because they just can't imagine anyone else playing a sort of role in things. She reprimands a chimney sweep. Jonas Guaron. Who is Jonas? Jonas Guaron, Elizondo. Vassar College. Oh, wow. He's very. Um, he co wrote Gravity. Wow, we. Who? Liam Cunningham? No. Jonas oh, they're director. <laughs> uh. Jonas Caron, cabron. Um, um, I've never ever miss- heard of this or anyone in it or anything about it. This is completely snuck by me. Well, how did you watch you it? Watch. How did it come up into your life? Mother brought it back on VHS one day, and um, <laughs> yes. and you know you just end up watching the same thing again and again. And when you in the nineties, in those days, whatever's on cassette, you just watch. Yeah, rewind it, put it on again. Papa, papa, papa. That's gonna be in my head, fuck you forever now. Thank you for that. <laughs> Every time I see rain, it's raining here yeah. too. Lovely cooling rain. Uh. Okay, we should probably read some correspondence. Yes. We, we should run into the rain of letters. Papa! Poo-poo! Poo-poo! <laughs> poo-poo, it's you, poo-poo. You did it, poo-poo. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ring, 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 Unless you fancy hearing about the time I got covered in so much vomit, it permanently put me off sitting at train seats, uh, table seats on trains. Oh, sounds aye, aye. interesting. But um, but 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 she hasn't included that. No, she sa- she says a, a um, teaser. Yeah, teaser. Koji from a founding father, Lily. Koji to you, Lily. Thank you for the little. 
the little tease. Ah, one can only imagine what happened. Something vomit-related, um, and uh, I, I imagine it happened on a table on a train. You'd think so. Yeah, just swimming in the stuff. Must have been just um, covered in it. I Oof. think we haven't read this from Michael. Michael, do I spikle a bit of correspondence? You sure do. Dear Poddington Peas, Bud Pod Praise Redacted. Uh, um, thank you. It's called A Perfect Poo Story. I don't think we've we've read it. Hmm, a perfect one. Yeah. They say they they say it doesn't exist, the perfect poo story. Well. It says, uh, I've been a keen listener to Bud Pod for the past few weeks and have now caught up to episode 99, Stevie's Fountain of Shit in the Bath. Yes. Stevie's Fountain of Shit in the Bath. Yes. Oh, yes, the, 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 the really drunk guy who just fell into a bathtub and it squirted out of him like a fountain. Lying face down with his bum out, yeah. <laughs> Horrible. Um, he says, I've been holding off sending you my own tale for fear that you'd moved on from the topic before I'd caught up. Uh, but it's clear that the river of shit goes ever on. So here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> this is, in my view, a perfect poo story. It has spectacular fe- fecal fireworks, remains a fantastic anecdote. And best of all, I have no memory of it whatsoever. Oh, wow. She browned out. Old Michael. Oh, sorry, Michael. Browning out. Oh, yes, I'm still He browned out. Allow me to explain. I will allow you. Uh, I was born with a genetic condition known as Hirschsprung's disease. Oh. Hirschsprung's disease. Hirschsprung. Is an H-I-R-S-C-H. Hirschsprung. Mm. This has many exciting ramifications on one's internal organs, but for me it meant that my that the nerve endings in roughly six inches of my large intestine were completely inert and dead and dysfunctional. Uh-huh. As a result, this section of bowel was unable to perform its basic push-me-pull-you task. All southbound mm. traffic was prevented from reaching its final destination, resulting in a terrible and literal logjam. Oh, it was a signal failure. Mm. Mm. I was, uh, from birth, bunged up, bummed brain. Aye, aye, aye. Mm. The fix for this was a fairly simple operation to remove the offending bit of bowel, but this had to wait until mm. I was two years old. Oh. So what followed was two years of chronic constipation, alleviated by Ugh. soap-based suppositories administered every few days. Fun, fun, fun. Aye, aye, aye. Still the cleanest anus in the kingdom. Oh, that's a terrible fart. Wash your anus out with soap. Um, at the age of roughly 18 months, I endured a particularly long barren stretch. Uh, that's another one of the kind aristocrats, barren stretch. Barren stretch. Very tall. Another gift from barren stretch, mama. <laughs> oh, will he ever stop trying to woo me? <laughs> Um, I endured a particularly long barren stretch uh, 13 days without a shit My personal record 13 days, Phil 13 days Unlucky number Uh For some He says I was fit to burst You could play my belly like a bongo drum Into Uh, the hospital we went To be told by a fresh-faced medic That a digital examination would be necessary 
digital examination, <laughs> digital excreation. Nice. Thank you. That's good. Digital in your bum place. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, digital uh, shit on my face. Yes. <laughs> well. Digital. <laughs> That's a theme tune that they play when you start to... It's good. It, it comes in through the hospital speakers. Everyone sings along. <laughs> so, Michael says, I was placed on my front and then the probing began. Minutes of fruitless oh, wow. prodding passed. <laughs> we haven't got any prod fruits out of this. The doctor says, very sort of concerned. <laughs> Nurse, any prod fruits? Um, no, doctor. No, Damn it! He slams the table. Damn it! <laughs> Digital. Yes, I know. Uh, then catastrophe. The young oh doctor no. delved too deeply <gasps> and broke the seal. Flew too close to the sun. I like the Lord of the Rings reference there. Delve too deep. Is that a whole Lord of the Rings reference? And they call it a mine. Um, <laughs> yeah, the mines of Moria. The dwarves delved too deep and woke up the Balrog. Ah. And they call it a mine. Um, the dam burst. A turd torrent straight from my bum hit him directly in the face. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Like it found oil. <laughs> in, I'm in, a pool in, There man. will be blood. <laughs> <laughs> I prod your prod fruits. I prod them up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a poo man, and this is my associate, H.W. <laughs> this is my boy. Uh. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, turd torrent straight from my bum, hit him directly in the face. The fecal fusillade, fusillade threw my semi-liquid shit all over his face, in his mouth, eyes, ears, nose, and all over his shirt. Oh, la, la. He oh, la, la. coughed, spluttered, stood up, and swooned. Wow, a senior doctor. And so Michael, Michael is at this point like one. Uh, he is eighteen months, one and a half. -ish. Eighteen months, eighteen months. Yeah, yeah, one and a half. Um, a senior wow, doctor. Wow, amazing! Yeah, amazing power, like amazing power and volume from a, well, such a small child. Thirteen days of pressure in a in a less than one foot long body. Yeah. I mean, 13 days of pressure would, would, would rocket poo out of an adult man, never mind a, a compact child. <laughs> and I guess it's all milk, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. All very loose. A year and a half, is that milk or are they eating things? I think they're starting. They're starting. I think they're starting. They're starting to eat stuff. Um, a senior doctor was on hand to catch the poor man and take him to another room to administer aid. My mum burst into tears and kept apologizing. <laughs> I'm sorry, wow. he doesn't shit in our face at home. <laughs> he usually isn't like this. Uh -huh. My dad spent the next 15 minutes laughing his head off, and I, the, ma the miasmic mem menace, sat up, let out a tremendous fart, and arranged an angelic smile upon my face. <laughs> I have no idea what happened to the doctor. Apparently we never saw him again. Yeah, he quit. He retired. Yeah. 
Perhaps he retrained as a lighthouse keeper, or a trawlerman, or an astronaut. Anything to escape the memory of my stench. <laughs> the story has passed into legend among the family, told by my father with inexhaustible gusto to anyone who'd listen. Friends, new girlfriends, passing postmen. It brings... <laughs> It brings with it no shame. I was young, and thankfully my bowels are now practically bomb-proof. It's just the nice. joy of a good story about shit. I commend it to the Bud Pod house. <laughs> uh, no one said that before. That's really funny. That's great. Hey, me and Pierre here going, Most good. Here, here. Poo-poo. <laughs> Great story, Michael. Thank yeah. you. Says, I hope you're both well. Keep on keeping on. And of course, you must simply, you simply must keep jacking it. Yours, I, Michael. Thank you very much, Michael. Yes, I would thank say you, that was delightful. And yeah, and shame, shame free because uh, you, you, nothing more can be expected of you at that age. That's perfect. Perfect crime. And is that, ah, so is that why he's called it the perfect poo story? Because it's the perfect crime. I think so, because of the lack of, of now shame. Yeah. Nice one. Yes, I think that's it is pretty perfect. Um yeah, good stuff. Um lovely. Well, I mean that's that's about the time that we have, I'm afraid, because it was such a delightful delightful tale. Yeah, such a delightful tale of of plops and docks. Isn't it funny that the story about the grown man who Shatter the fountain in the bathtub. That's probably the end of his marriage. But for Michael, because he was one and a half, it's like ah. <laughs> it <laughs> yes. almost doesn't seem fair. It's harder to be cute when once you have back hair. <laughs> once you're so tangibly yeah. an adult, and uh, a bubbling fountain of shit rockets out of your bare bum in front of assembled guests. Yeah, yeah, you should know better then, I guess. Yeah, well, but at the very it's least, the last taboo. It's the yeah. final taboo, and it's one that I'm going to break. Damn it. I'm going to change it. <laughs> I'm going to fix society. Yeah. Um, yes, thanks for listening, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening, um, Oh, last week I was on uh, Have I Got News For You special mm. about Boris Johnson as he left office. To, um, it's on iPlayer now. Lovely. It's a sterling episode, I think. It's one for the ages. Um, it's me, the Ian and Paul, obviously, with Jack D hosting and Janet Street Porter, who's a real ledge, really. She, she has amazing stories. Yeah, so check it out. Um, otherwise, see you again soon and see the Patreons in the bonus pod. See you there. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.